0: all right guys welcome back to the brothers in the deep end podcast yo, yo. i'm here today with my brothers and my family ethan addison and the one and only adrian yo today we come What's together that? to speak about one of our brothers who made it out of the deep end take a guess right here Ethan. that's ethan, <laughs> that's ethan. He's here to talk about a year that changed his life forever and how his life after was never the same. Mm. He's here to speak about his experience of losing a parent along with many other losses and setbacks that came after. Through all the trials and tribulations, he stands here today to tell us his story and how he became the man he is. And how these events made his work ethic like nobody ever met. An amazing athlete, an amazing trainer, and an amazing best friend, he does it all. Take us back, Ethan, to this year where your life and you went through it and your life started to change forever.
1: Damn, yeah. So that year is 2015. Um, I'm always going to remember that year because that year was the year when shit, like you said it, my whole life changed. I was I think that year was like just L's, L's, you know, just big time losses. It was a big setback year but for a major comeback. Um that shit's going to be stamped in my head forever. So let's just talk about it. from the jump Anyone that knows me, for those that don't know, I had a close relationship with my father. You know, he was my everything, my rock, my mentor. I would go to him for everything since I since I was a kid, all the way till his time was done. He would just set me right. He would pull me if I fell off. He would put me right back on track. He was like, you name it. He was that for me. My brother, my father, everything. I just I can't thank my father more more enough for the. I wouldn't be. Let me let me scratch that. Hold up. I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for my father. He mm. made me, mm. when you see Ethan, you see my dad. You know, if it wasn't for my dad, I don't know who I will be. I don't know what I would be doing. I don't, I don't, I shit, I don't know. I don't know who I'll be. I'm just so thankful that God put an amazing figure on my life, you know, and he meant so much to me. We all have people that mean so much to us. And he was literally everything to me. So, you know, my dad, this was senior year of high school, 2015. My dad always used to pick me up. You know, we always used to have our daily talks before I went into school, so he always picked me up before school, and we always used to talk and have a conversation. You know, I, will, I go through anxiety, nervousness and whatnot. I probably, in my head, I have those weak thoughts. You know, I could have I been a weak kid, but my dad always set me on straight to be strong. He always reminded me, son, you're the one you know you're blessed you're gifted you're talented don't worry you got this you know anything that i was going through he sent me back on track and if i had a positive day i was thinking positive he would just reinforce it ten times more what were so, one of those conversations that you would have oh, before just school about yeah on. that's a great question uh, like we would just talk about life like every time me and my dad was in the car i think those car conversations were very important mm. And that's why I'm in, when i'm in a car with me and my friends or just in general by myself i think about my father a lot yeah. because it was always me and him in the car those car conversations it, hit different. it was like it was it was like some gangster shit, like some movie shit, like you know when he was scarface mm-hmm. and he's with his best friend he's like the eye she go they never lie like that was me and my dad like 24 7 speaking speaking like that like he was scarface and i was that kid just under his wing and mm-hmm. he's just putting me on like game and those conversations, he would just tell me stories about his life or just like little themes for the day like go get it today son you got this. I'm going to see you later. Like just like a a, a coach. Think about a coach story for seven but just like an old like in those yeah. movies like an OG just putting it's like you on. Like Mr. Miyagi, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I always kid. yeah, I always have that before school and if if I knew I was going to have a busy day, like he'll calm me down. And then when I left the car to go into school cuz this was high school for Hamilton and when I left the car, I felt good. I felt like I left my dad, he gave me a kiss on the, f- on the head, and I'm like, all right, like. So he gr- always made sure you were mind straight, head focused every single day. Every single day, every single day, ever since I was, ever since I was a kid. And then, you know, he always, he took me to school all the time. You know, at first, in high school, I'm like, man, I, I don't want my dad picking me up no more. I want to.
0: <laughs> and it's funny, like, it's literally funny, like, you really said, like, your father kissed you in the head. like. Matt people get so embarrassed like oh, when you're like in the car i used i you
1: know. used to no i used to feel a little way but he's like you know it's funny he said you're gonna remember these days or you're gonna remember you're gonna you're gonna miss this uh, one day and i was like oh i was like then i started to embrace him kiss my head like he'll grab my head and literally sun me because i'm his son <laughs> grab my head and sun me and then kissed me on top of the forehead and just like you know go on go on with your day and when i left the car i had my chin up you know and i just felt good about myself because i'm just like yeah like you know, me and my father just had that conversation. He just reminded me who I am. That's right. I'm about to win the day. I'm a king. Let's go and get it. Mm. So moving forward. So moving forward, my dad was always a healthy man. Y'all seen him? He was always working out a beast. I don't, I, I don't even know how he did the shit he did. And that's why y'all question me like, yo, Ethan, how you keep on going? Like, I can even question Adrian on it, but I understand now because I'm in their shoes. Right. So he was always working out crazy, like beast, a fit guy, always on his vitamins shakes and smoothies every day he always used to give me like a green shake or like strawberry banana shake like really make the shake not from the stores like literally yeah, make yeah, them yeah. so he was always on point and just put me on game on stuff like that so then
2: so, so would you say that like he was the one that influenced you into like training career fitness path type of way was that was it that- was like
1: god it's godson because if it wasn't for football i kind of wouldn't have got that touch into like. You know what I'm saying? Working out and right, living a right. healthy life. But then I started to embrace who I truly was. I'm like, yo, this is the stuff my dad was used to do. And I'm carrying on what well, my dad did. It's just football unlocked it. Right. Yeah. Okay. You okay. Know I see what you're saying. I didn't unlock it before football, but football unlocked it. And then, my, then with my dad, as I got older and I started to realize stuff, I'm like, yo, this is what my dad do. And it was just passing right. on to me. Right, right. Crazy. It's crazy shit. Was just passing on to me, but football unlocked it because it was for football. I would have not been working out and whatnot. Oh, so you weren't even working out before that? Nah, never. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad. People be like, "Why you not working out with your father?" Mm -hmm. My father's big. You know, cut up. And he's working out before in McKinley he was working out before I went to school. I co worked out with my yeah, dad and like, like I said. Tank, bro. Yeah. Okay. He was working out before school or in Fort Hamilton. Some days he was working out in Fort Hamilton. Some people saw him working yeah, out. Yeah, I can from.
2: attest to that. I remember before practice, you know, your pops would always be there on the side with his bike. Yeah. yeah. Always
0: super nice guy too. Like as yeah. soon as you worked out and like and you knew him and he greeted you, he'd always take off his glove, bro. Always humble. Always took off his glove. And like I feel like that's like super respectful. And I feel like it just says a lot about a person. You know what I'm saying? That's right. some real like like old time, like gangster shit. Bro. And that, you like, don't see you know that anymore either. You don't. You know,
2: you don't see that with men now, in, like in the states. no that's why I'm you know? so
1: thankful. He put me. He's been putting me on these codes since since I was like five, bro. He just kept on instilling it in my head, and that's why I've always been ahead of the game. And that's why I operate different. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these cats, their principles is all out of whack, out of tact, yeah. and it's about the principles. And that's why I kind of let small things get in my head because mm. a lot of cats fall off with these little things and. That means a lot. You know, if I call you, you don't call me back. Yeah. You say something, even though it's, it's a little thing. It's it's just it a It screams volume. Yeah, it does.
2: Yeah, I don't mean to bring it back, but I'm actually
1: interested. Like, do you have, is there any
2: conversation or anything specific, a specific detail or something that like really impacted you that he had to like maybe a car talk or maybe when you were in high school, like a, one conversation that like
1: uh, hit you hard? I, I would say every, you think about it's it, every, every conversation hit me hard, but one mm. conversation, that did hit me hard was when he told me that these group of friends I was hanging out with when, you know, beginning of high school, he was like, those ain't your friends. And I had a best friend. I ain't going to say the name. I had a best friend. He's like, yo, I used to call him my best friend and he's not my best friend no more. And he, he never was. He was a bully. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he said, that ain't your friend, you know? And he told me, you be lucky if you got one friend in your life. Mm. And that always stuck in me. He said, you'd be lucky if you got one friend in your life. Yeah, that shit stuck with me for, and it still sticks with me. He said, "You would be lucky if you got one friend," cause my dad to the end only had one friend, male friend that I knew. My dad was a little player. He had a lot of girlfriends, <laughs> but but he only had one male friend. And before that, that me, his yeah. best friend before that his best friend passed away. So he he was really like secretive with that stuff. So it's I was like, gonna
0: say. So when did you notice? That things took a turn during this year. So, you said you were in high school, right. you played football, uh-huh. you hung got with your father. So, so, when
1: did your father,
0: when did you notice like a decline or something was wrong
1: so, that changed yeah, your life? Yeah, because it was always, my dad was always consistent throughout my whole life. He always either looked look the same or looked better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, as corny as it sounds like, with, with, as age went on with one, you know, how wine shit. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was my dad, bro. But he, he, but, you know, I know he's like, son, I gotta get these, um, these tests and whatnot, da 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 da, something with my liver. I don't know what they call it. Endos uh, something with your liver. So test for your liver, endoscopy, some shit, some shit. Endoscopy, I don't fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a complicated ass name. Like, and he's like, you know, I have to fast. I can't do this. I can't do that. It's like, all right, this shit sounds serious. You never. When you go to the doctor, you never had, throughout all the years, I knew my dad, or I had my dad in my life for 17 and a half years. So think about, it. throughout all that, he was never in the hospital mm. or never know bad news from the doctors or never know big thing. This was a big thing. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, this is in God's hands. Like, Let me relax. You know what I'm saying? Then he's like, well, son, I got to start taking these pills and whatnot. Um, I was like, okay. So I started seeing him. He started being more, he was losing weight. Starting game, was way more tired, wasn't as active as he was before. before. Me and him used to talk on the phone, like I said, every day. He used to tell me how, yo, my stomach's just killing me. These pills, they just annoying my stomach, my stomach. You know, but I'm fighting through, son, I'm fighting through. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I didn't know what he had, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is after the results. He's like, after yeah. the results he got, he's like, you know, I, can, I need to be on these pills. But he was working out. So from January... Okay, so, man, I didn't really see him. So, from January to before May, right before May, I would see him every day, but I was seeing he was losing weight. Every time I saw him, like, he just looked more tired and was losing weight. But he was still working out. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, all right, what's up? But I'm having faith. He's like, son, I'm pushing through. He always reminded me. Like, he always talked to me because I was his best friend, too. So, he was telling me, I always felt like, yeah, this this shit is kicking my ass, but I'm, I'm, I'm pushing through. Like, my stomach's killing me, but I'm pushing through. But was just losing weight and then he calls me one day mind you he's picking me up every day for school so he calls me a little bit before may he's like son um you know i'm not gonna be able to pick you up i'm just a little tired i need a little like i need a little rest all right um i'll call you if i come pick you up but for right now if i don't call you just you know find your way to school which school wasn't that far from yeah wasn't that far at all so i was like all right like no doubt so then Mind, I haven't. Then after that phone call, now this is May. I know I'll fast forward, but this was May. And I'm like, then May to June, I didn't see my dad for a whole month. Cause mind you, and oh, also, I forgot to mention, me and my dad used to hang out like every weekend or every two weekends. We used to hang out. Right. Every weekend or every two weekends, we used to hang out. And so now I'm not seeing throughout that whole month of May, you go from seeing someone every day, just about all the time, to nothing. From, for 17, For 17 years, all the time to nothing in a whole month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just have we're having our phone calls. we talking every me and my dad talked every day. We had our phone calls, but he wasn't sounding the same. Like I said, tired. He's just used to like talk to me like, you know, this shit. Again, my stomach. Da-da-da. It just got every time he talked to me, he just sounded a little bit worse. And he was just he was just more irritated. He didn't want to deal with people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He really had a short, like, temper now. And my dad did have a short temper. So imagine a short fuse, but... Even that, shorter, just like, yeah. right there I at the surface. Yeah, yeah. My dad was, like, that strict... Like, I call him an OG, like, that strict OG, like, strict yeah. gangster. Like, I'm not saying gangster bang, bang in Not the black street. and white. There's no gray area. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't tolerate no so, bullshit. Yeah, so imagine that kind of stuff. That's why I always used to be scared to talk to my dad about certain stuff, because I know he wouldn't tolerate no yeah. bullshit. And I will get sort of intimidated by it. But... Now the the tempers are on a one. He's quick to cut people. Yeah. Now he's just like, nah, I don't want to talk to this girl because she, no, 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 no. You know, because yeah, like yeah, I can say yeah, he I'm had girlfriends. So yeah. He's like, I cut this girl off, <laughs> so and shit like that. And I'm like, hmm. So I'm not seeing him for a whole month. And my mom's like, I'm like, nah, something's off. A whole month. My mom's like, son, you need to go uh see your dad. Like, you know, my mom told me that. And I was like, you're right. I do. It's been a whole month. This is crazy we're talking every day but I, I i'm yet to see my dad i miss hanging out with him i miss seeing him i miss talk, you know what i'm yeah. saying you know i'm talking on the phone i miss talking to him right in person everything is different so you just pulled up to his crib nah, so i called him and he's like yeah come help me on laundry and okay. whatnot it was like a lot la- it was weird it was a laundry day, date date and, <laughs> and and we mean my dad used to do laundry so i'm like all right i'm pull up so i'm a uh, funny thing about this is that so I said, yeah, I got to, you know, my dad preached being man of your word and being accountable. Yeah. So I forgot to, about the laundry. I went after school. I went to the gym. Oh, shit. So he's like, he calls me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. I have to go help my dad. You know, I'm like yeah. second sentence into my first workout. So it isn't a big deal. He's like, son, where you at? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right, my phone. coming right out by. And the gym wasn't that far from his house. I ran to his As in, All right. Then I opened the door. So I opened the door, I told my dad outside. So I opened like that front door. I see him come out. Bro, I see a complete human being. Like, like, I don't know, someone that's 160 is now like 140, 130, not much muscle anymore, not cut skinny. You know, he let his hair grow a little bit more. My dad was always well groomed. Yeah yeah, 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 of course. And it was scary. I got <gasps> I like took, I like got scared and his eyes were yellow, like, yellow. And I'm like, Whoa! This ain't my dad. Like, no, something is up. Like the like, white and his the white was all yellow. Yeah, you know? the white was yellow, yellow. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't say nothing when I saw him because I didn't want like scare him yeah. and I didn't want to like scare myself. I didn't say nothing. And we're walking and I'm talking to my dad, but it's weird kind of talking because we haven't talked in person, but we've been talking over the phone. And I used to vent to my dad about everything. And then I had some things going on, like you know. I had some things going on with my friends and whatnot and he was like, he told me another piece of advice, he told me, he was like, son, if they wanna if they wanna be in your life, they're gonna be in your life. If they don't wanna be in your life, let them go. Like move on, do what you gotta do. The right, right. people are meant to stay. you don't gotta chase for nobody's attention or chase for no one to be in your life. It fact. gotta be 50-50. He was like, just let them go. Cause I used to vent to him too, and I was venting yeah. about like these group of friends that I just always had to pull teeth to hang out with. And it still happens to this day, but I, I'm better with it that I just like I'm flowing. I'm flowing right. with life. If they don't wanna be in my life, cool, they're missing out. And that's something my dad preached to me. And he's talking with me. We had that. T- I remember that talk on the way to the laundry. I-, I remember this day, like it was yesterday. I remember my dad walking me side by side. I remember everything, like everything. So my dad, I'm like, dad, how's everything? How you feeling? He's like, you know, son, I'm good. Because if I wasn't good, if I wasn't pushing, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. And he always said that over the phone. So I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like, what is he saying? He wouldn't be here if he's not pushing. Like, this shit sounds serious. And yeah. I can't really say much because I'm just like, I'm in shock and I don't know what to say. And you don't even know what's going on, really, to yeah. be honest. No, I don't. All I know is that my dad is like a shit ton worse. So I told him, we're doing laundry and he's barely eating. So I go to get an Oreo from the store a midway at laundry. You know when you put it in a dryer? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's looking at my <laughs> Oreo, right? And I'm like, yo, you want one? Because again, he wasn't eating like yeah. that because he just couldn't tolerate. When you're having those stomach pains, you don't really want to no, eat. No, yeah, no. So sure. I'm like, yo, you want a piece? He's like, yeah, it won't hurt. I'll break him <laughs> in half. I give it to him. But he just looked, it was just weird. You know, I just, my heart, my heart was saddened. I just knew my dad wasn't right. You know, his jeans were more baggy on him. He was really skinny. And as we're walking, as we're walking out to the laundry, as we're walking out the laundry, we're done. I just told him, I was like, dad, you need to go to the hospital. Mm. I was like, go, and my dad took, he always respected my word, even from a little kid. Cause age don't like, I want to get this point across. Like regardless of the age, You gotta listen. You never. You gotta just listen to people. You never know what you could get from. Just because I'm younger than you, or, you know, it doesn't mean you can't take advice from me. Yeah, doesn't mean anything. You know, yeah. So my dad really took my took my advice. He's like, once I told him like, you need to go see a doctor. My dad respected that. You know, because he want he wants to make his son proud, and he respected his son, and he loved me a lot. So, he goes to the hospital. Two days later, I get a call. Like a day later, I get a call, from my aunt. I'm like. Okay, in the small all my dad's side, I'm like, ring. she's like, Ethan, what you doing? I'm like, No, nah, I'm in the house, I'm eating. And she's like, All right, Ethan, well, you need you need to come to the hospital, your dad's in the hospital. I said, What? Like, bro, right when I, I dropped the food, I said, I told my mom, I told my stepfather stepfather, secretary, i I'm like, come on, we need to go, my dad's in the hospital. Boom, boom, boom. Like I dropped everything, like legit, everything. Boom, ran out yeah. the crib, like in two seconds. Went to the hospital. And I'm, hi- I'm a little hype. I'm happy because I'm like, all right, like, I'm I'm going to, like, cheer my dad up. I yeah. see him, I'm like, I go into the room. I'm like, Dad, what's up? Everyone's like, shh, shh, shh. And the room is dark. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey. oh, I'm like, hey, whoa. I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I'm going to Brian. Maybe he's in the hustle Something. Yeah. Looking. And before my aunt called me, I'm sorry, before my aunt called me that day, I didn't hear from him for a day. So that was a little weird. And that's weird because you're talking every single day. Yeah. So I didn't hear from the day after the the laundry. So she's like yeah so we go down and then we're like shh i'm like oh i got mad serious like quiet yeah and then i'm just like what the f-? like i can't like i can't it's so hard to explain but at that moment now they're talking stage four cancer pink of oh, cancer. and cancer my dad's shit. like nah i don't got cancer because you know he's probably scared shitless too yeah. he's like nah i don't got cancer or whatnot and that's what they're saying i'm like holy shit and then like I seen my dad cry in the hospital bed as I was with him, me and my mom. I seen him cry, and I was, I was just really sad. Um, you know, my whole family. It was just different, man. Just my dad laying in the hospital bed, and I couldn't do nothing about it. And I was, I wanted to just take him home, wanted to get him out of there, but I just couldn't. You know, and they're running tests to see if it was really cancer, cause they're calling it cancer. Yeah. And when it came back, I was like, "Oh fuck, it's stage four pancreatic cancer." And then like. You know, I, I one day came in the room and they told me that. I literally ran out the, hosp- ran out the hospital room like in front of my dad. I ran out the hospital room was side by side with my dad. Ran out and I just like, I banged on the wall and just started crying. Like I banged, boom, boom, on the wall. And I was just crying because I'm like, yo, I'm about to lose my dad. Like, how is this possible? Yeah. Like everything was just good. You know, how is this possible? And I'm just going home. I'm, I'm not Ethan again. Going home, it's empty. My heart's empty. I don't feel like doing nothing because my dad's in the hospital. I'm home, but every and I was still in school. This is senior year of high school. This is June now. Right. This is June, and and then I used to go see my dad. You know, right before right before school, we used to take the train early in the morning go see him, get him what he needed, and then I used to go to school, and no one knew what I was going through. I just took a the smile on my face, and after uh, school, I went right to right right to the hospital again, and I just never wanted to leave my dad.
2: How 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 are you able to be in school? Because for me, to be honest, like whenever I whenever I've dealt with stuff, like you know, I'm messed up all around. I can't even I can't even smile. I can't even focus. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Right. So how in the world were you able to? You're basically other half, the guy who taught you everything you know. Be able to be around people and smile like that. Like how? That type of perseverance that's like that's true. that's a different
1: level because it just it just like it, i just had to carry on because i knew that's what my dad would want me to do i just had to hold down the fort i'm going to school i'm giving him what he needed i'm chilling with him for like an hour before school and then i didn't want to leave to go to school mind you this is june so we're ending school right but we still had to kind of go and i'm graduating this is my senior year you know he didn't even show up to my prom he couldn't even take he didn't, because again, he wasn't feeling right. He didn't even show it to my prom. He didn't even see me for prom. I had to show him the prom pictures through my phone. And he was like, Oh, he's like, Oh, you, you know, we was joking about the pictures because, like, he says, I always look like him or like, now, nah, you guys look like, yeah. identical. Yeah, identical. Yeah, identical. He that's always so used to say, facts. Yeah, he used to say, Like, I look like him. or look at you. Look, that's what I do. Like, you're doing it. Da-da-da. My young OG. Yeah, like, cutting ass <laughs> on me in a sense. And he, he just, I seen him smile. He's like, Then he was like, I want this picture in the frame. But then, like, he stopped when he said that. Because he probably was probably thinking, like, the end was near. He was like, I want it in the frame. But then, like, he paused. Because he probably was thinking, like, I don't even know
2: how long I'm going to be here. And you caught that subtlety.
1: Yeah, I caught it. It was like, I want it in the frame. But then, like, he, like, stopped. He kind of, like, took back on that response. That picture of me in prom.
2: So you run out the hallway.
1: So, yeah, I run. Yeah. Yeah, like, all that. And then they were just like, well, there's nothing really we can do is either we operate him on the operation table or or we just hospice and he was like nah we're not we're not i'm not losing my dad on the operation table i'm not gonna put his body's ready for a week his ankle starts to get swollen you know he always slept like a feet up yeah like yo like this bro like big as hell you know like and he was and i'm like all right so we take him to take him to hospice uh, he was there for like a week i think in the hospital and we used to do we did like a little walk in the hospital one time we had a little conversation and then it felt weird when i had to leave when we, we did a loop around yeah. and i had to get in the elevator and leave and i felt bad leaving him i didn't want to leave my father i just had to go i had to go do something i just had to go home and i felt bad leaving him he's telling everyone around the hospital, like look this is my son and I just felt bad because my dad was really frail, skinny. And I'm just here and I'm looking at my arms. I'm always like mad self-conscious. I'm looking at my arms, making sure like I'm still big and I still got it. Cause <laughs> I didn't, yeah, because I didn't, I didn't go to the <laughs> I didn't go to the gym and whatnot. So funny thing is, is that my dad's like, yo, you look good. Like you're fine. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. You know, that's
0: like I'm mad frail right now. And yeah, you're,
1: you're looking at your arms, seeing yeah. you, and cause I didn't go to I didn't go to the gym. You know how I am. So I take him to the hospice, everyone's crying and then when and and he would start he started speaking less you and then his voice really got like as the days went on in the hospital and the hospital and then leading to hospice his voice got really raspy like you know what i'm saying like he couldn't breathe and his voice wasn't as deep anymore he started losing his breathing so hospice came and i just felt weird when we when we took him to hospice like i can't explain you got whenever you have that gut feeling like something was off yeah. The aura was off. I took him. Yeah, off. we put him on the on the bed. And then like we try to stand him up. He was like, No, no, no. Like he when we try to pick him up, he's like, whoa, 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 put me back down. Like we try to adjust him, he's like, yeah. Put me back down. And then we was waiting for a little bit, but he really wasn't talking like that. As days went on, he started talking very less because he couldn't just talk. Like it was just either it was, he hurting was tired to talk. Yeah, it was tired or mm-hmm. hurting him to talk. Yeah. And I used to call him even I even after school, and he was talking to me less. He would just hear me, but he really wasn't responding right. back. So it wasn't my dad. It wasn't my dad. I, I missed. It wasn't it. the dad that you knew. No, so as we leave, this is the first day in the hospice. All right, we're with him. I'm like, all right, all right. I told him, all right, dad, I see you tomorrow. I was gonna say, all right, goodbye, dad, but son said no. Say you see you tomorrow. Son told me that, so I said that. And even though I said that, I felt weird. I'm like something is fucking off. And I was, I was thinking about staying with him. Yeah. I was thinking about staying with him and sleeping, sleeping. And then I go home, rest up, my mom wakes me up. And I knew when my mom woke me up, she shook me. Like, yeah. sh- no, my mom don't normally wake me up. And she was like, you know, guys has gone. And then I ran out to the backyard. I got my knees and I prayed. I wasn't really crying. I just like, I was in shell shock. I was just like, and I ran out. I, I didn't even say nothing to my mom. I ran out, ran to the backyard, got my knees and I prayed. And then that was the day I had to go pick up my yearbook. Picked up my yearbook, Start. I, I went to, I seen Glover as I got out the car to go get my yearbook. I cried in, in Glover's arms, I cried in, in Glover's arms. He's like, yeah, cause I told him the news and I yeah. just was crying. I got my yearbook, I was like, look, I need to get my yearbook. And I wiped my tears, I was like, I need to get my yearbook. I got my yearbook, get the, went the fuck out. And as I'm opening the yearbook, as I'm in the car going to the morgue, going to the morgue, I see my father. I'm like, oh shit. Wow. Yeah, it was spooky. You wow. know, as I'm as I'm in the car going to the morgue looking at the yearbook briefly, first thing I look when I'm scrolling through it and I'm near the hospital, I see a picture of my dad and Austin's dad. Shout out Austin. I see them together, I'm like, Wow. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Like my dad was just And healthy too in that yeah, picture. Yeah, and looking healthy. Good. And then that, that you remembered. And then we go into the morgue, I'm like, all right. I brace myself. Like, you know, when you going to square, like yeah. I literally Took a deep breath in, I opened the morgue door and they slid, slid my dad out. And I just looked down and I really wasn't crying. I just like, I rubbed his head, I kissed his head, I said, I got you. And then I kissed his head and then I just left. And then from then on, I was like, that's on me now. And then, fuck, yeah, that shit just, yeah. Then my whole, everything just went downhill from there. Holy shit.
0: What a way to start a year. Yeah, and nah, it too. <laughs> that that's
1: that's June. So,
2: just to wrap that up, you know, you're continuing his legacy. You of know course, what I'm saying? Yeah. You're bringing that on.
1: He told me. You know? He told me in the hospital. Another thing he told me in the hospital. He said better days are ahead, son. He always told me that. Yeah. Better days are ahead. He told me that in the hospital. I couldn't believe it at the time when he said, "Like how is better days gonna be ahead after this?" But he said, "Better days are ahead. Don't worry." He he said that every time. He's always told me that, and and they are here. Better days are here, and even greater days are coming because. I look, I'm like, wow, you know, life is good right now, despite yeah. all the losses. And what my dad went through could have been all avoided if, you know, if he just done some stuff right in his past, yeah. could have been avoided. And if he got treated
2: earlier. That just comes to a testament that like, yo, every decision that we make now has an effect, whether it's five, five minutes, a week, a month, five ten years down the road every decision we make it has that counts. ripple effect It literally you know counts. what I'm saying well, you don't know what we do now how it's going to affect us down the road 20 30 years Exactly. Yeah. you know what I'm saying and I
1: want to say something it could have been avoided that and it also could avoided the doctors because my dad was getting better months and months week by week it doesn't take doctor to, to tell you like oh this medicine ain't working it was on something some medicine so they kept them on the same medicine for months yeah, and, while he was getting worse and exactly and he wasn't getting it wasn't getting better it's common sense and it was like a new medicine that was testing something and my dad you know a you know how men are, we're kind of yeah. stubborn, stuck in our ways. Like, all right, we got a head on, stuck on something. Like, all right, yeah. this is like, going to work. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah I'm going like, to do it. I'm not going to give up about it. I'm not going to, even though I'm hurting every day, you know what? This I'm going to push pro- through. I'm going to th- persevere. This is the process. You know, I got to dig in deep. I got to be a man about it. And I was my dad. But he just wasn't getting better from January to June. You're, n- you're getting worse. Yeah. So I felt like that was a part of it too. Like, maybe if he was on a, went to a different doctor or had a different medication, it, he probably could have still been here. Who knows? And pro- And then, so my dad passes away from, and all that. I'm I'm not I'm not Ethan. I'm not Ethan. I'm just zoned out from this world. I'm on my own. I'm just zoned. And just to get I, time and events, he passed away in that June. June, June 2015. Okay. So after June, I'm like, you know what? It made me realize that I need to, you know, like take care of my health and make sure everything's good with me. Cause I had a little lump myself, a a lump that was growing over time. And I, I mm. as I connected the dots with my dad's life and the theme I learned from his death. A, a little theme I learned from his death, I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta stop putting aside what's what's wrong in me and go get go take care yeah. of it now. Put your pride aside. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I was gonna say I actually have a question, so we just gonna take it back just one little before you yeah. get into that story about mm-hmm. your, you know, your lump on your back. Um, so like when you were going through this situation with your father, you know, and after he passed, did this event have an effect on your relationships? With other family members or mm. friends, yeah. Because you know, you, you from what you told us, you were in a really like in a very very dark place, and you didn't want to be bothered. Mm. Did you have a lot of friends hitting you up, reaching you out, saying like, "What's up?" Or like, did you just kind of blow them off and you kind of just
1: need a time to that, think for that yourself? That they, yeah. they they set what up during during the wake. No one knew about my dad during when they when everyone saw the news that my dad passed away. They said they sent their condolences, and I'm being cordial about it. Yeah. And they came to the wake, but even at the wake. I just, even at the wakes, I'm saying, oh, they're like, hey, you there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm still there. But then t- when I went to bury my dad, it was just me and my family and like one friend. There was no one else there. And when I looked in the casket, I looked down, it was just me, my family, and that was it. And I was like, no, for everyone that showed up to the wake, I love y'all support, but at the time I was just like, mm, like. No, but that's the ev- dad, you know Everyone, what I'm yeah, it's everyone, Yeah, everyone said something, but no one was really there. You know, yeah. they they was there for like two days, and then after those two days, it was like they stopped hitting me up. No one checked up on me. You know, and it's it's all good though. Everyone got their own shit going on. I can't use that against them, but that's why I was just in my own shit because that was my everything. I I knew that if I had my dad, as selfish as I, I didn't need nobody else. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, me me and my dad against the world, and that's how I felt. And then when I lost, I was like, oh, well, I don't got nobody. The, you know, and that's what brought me closer to all my friends. I'm like, you know, it's just not just. Me against the world like i need to keep my friends tight mm, that band back. of brothers yeah that band of brothers that's why your brothers in the deep end together but going back as to you know um my lump and take care of myself i had this lump in me since like november and you know i wanted to play i wanted to play i pursue college football I made, I made that dream come true but my mom was like yo you got this lump in you this was in the season four and a little bump and i'm getting hit a lot in football bang bang right. i'm getting hit i'm just thinking it's from you know, weights or what the case may mm-hmm. be, or just swelling from hitting. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a big deal, mom. Like forget it like i this is my time i'm getting at least i'm finally getting some playing time like nah i can't i can't put anything in zone right now i can't yeah i can't and it's
2: different too like in cases you know too like when you dedicate everything to one thing you don't want anything to get in the way no matter what
0: and even if that means your own health sometimes bro
2: yeah i
1: really be like that yeah i was willing to everything aside for your dreams yeah anything all my dreams i'm willing to die for it so it's just like nah this ain't this ain't stopping me like nah this is Nah, the timing's way off. Cause season's about to end. I'm I'm finally getting some film. I'm playing time. No 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 no. I had a dream of going to play college football. I made it happen, but I paid the I paid the cost. Cause this this tumor. Well, it was this lump. This tumor just grew, and when my dad passed, I'm like, nah. I got to take care of it. Cause it really got big. It looked like you know like Godzilla. And he had those lumps sticking out. I'm That's how, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm Godzilla like, like the hunchback of
0: Notre Dame. Yeah, bro. It oh, so it was
1: really protruding. Yeah, it was really protruding. It was really out there when I went like when I flex or yeah, 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 to my shoe was uh, forward, and and then like when I'm doing overhead tricep extensions, like it's just against the bench or if i'm bench pressing i feel something popping uh, out bing, bing, bing. it didn't hurt it didn't <laughs> yeah. hurt it was like it was yeah, hard I It feel so un- i can't imagine I mean, it, w- it didn't hurt it was like it was like a hard rock just in my like scappy yeah low. and your spine yeah i
2: mean on your rib cage and yeah stuff. In my
1: rib cage and near my scapula. it was just like a hard rock when i touch it. it didn't hurt me but then it started to get uncomfortable it just didn't hurt it just got uncomfortable so i'm like Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna go get this checked out.
0: So okay. what did you think it was at first? If you don't mind me asking. When it me. got I'm bigger, curious. I'm like, well, this shit was huge, bro. This shit was like a fucking
1: <laughs> like. What did you I, think, bro, like, Reference, reference, sh- like a look, if you look at size? the camera, if you look at the camera, like in, outside, it looked like it was like this poking out. I look, I I you know what I'm saying? So would you, like just like but,
2: if there, if no one's like don't no have visual like a softball, it, it, like
1: like, it was it was like a softball. like it was like a softball. Oh my, wow, no, that's 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 yo, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you work out your back so hard, I was like, you get an extra muscle. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, this ain't good. You know right. what I'm saying? This ain't normal. So the so I go get it checked out. Boom, this doctor saying, "Oh, we think it's, it's cancer." I'm like, "Motherfucker, oh. I can't I can't get away from this." So how would you feel at that <laughs> very this moment? Is, this was like June. This was like July-ish, June mm-hmm. july because I need mean, June. I, I I you know every. Yo, happened. so this
2: is like a month after your yeah dad's Yeah. Practicing.
1: and he's like he's like yeah um i think it's i think it's cancer oh. and i'm like ewing sarcoma he i remember him saying that oh my he's god he's like i don't uh, he's like well we need to go get we need to go get a biopsy to really diagnose it but i think it's cancer and i was like all right um so what do i need to do if it's cancer well you're gonna go through chemo i was like oh, oh through, fuck. through does uh I, was, I asked him i was like do chemo uh does it does it affect your physical because you know i was looking yeah. a little <laughs> nice a beefy. I, yeah I was looking a little beefy and i was like does it affect he's like yeah a little oh. bit and bro, my mom started crying. I got nervous. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm like, yo, I just lost my dad to cancer. I'm like, I'm about to have to fight for my life. Cause this shit been in me for months since November. And it's already June, July-ish. So that's like six months mm. almost more. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yo, if this is cancer, this shit been in me for a minute. I'm, I'm type fucked. fucked. What that's went what...
2: through
0: your head at that like exact moment, dog l- l- What we Nothing, just said. I like I
1: think so. Right? I'm just I'm fucked. That's something I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get down, get down. Like, I'm about yeah. to have to like. You know toughen up Yeah, yeah toughen yeah. up And You know, now I'm supposed to go play College football in the fall And I'm like Well, that shit ain't happening GGs to that I worked all hard All summer for and what? like For my dad G-G's. Before that Before Even when my You know In the senior year When I was busting my tail For what? You know And now I gotta push it aside I don't even know how long's The recovery process So He's like I, I'm like Yo, Let's set up this biopsy I go home I'm not Ethan again I'm not I'm gonna emphasize I'm not me I'm just going yeah. home I'm just like like I'm just in a fog. Like I said, you you know the get out scene. Like when you're in a sunken yeah. place, yeah, like, oh. you can't get out. Yeah, I I was like that. I was literally like that. I wasn't doing. I couldn't play games. The same. I couldn't even walk outside. The same. I couldn't even do nothing. The same. Because it's just like, well, my whole life's about to change. Uh, this shit don't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, matters. Knots in your stomach, nonstop. Like yeah, nothing's, nothing. Everything's tight. Yeah,
0: everything. Yeah, I'm just like, well, you're living in a consistent state of anxiety at that point. Yeah, you know, just, and you're numb. You don't know, you don't know, what, know what, do. what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even want
1: to eat like that. I just. I felt like, why the fuck am I watching TV? Why, what, what's the whole point of this? what, what happiness is going to bring? I don't even know what's in me in this. So I really geared down, prayed my knees hard, every night hard. That's when my faith grew. Like I really pla- prayed yeah. 30 minutes to an hour every night, just confessing to to God, you know, talking about everything, venting because my dad wasn't there, and I used to vent to my dad about everything, and my dad said, "If I'm not here, you could always count on the Lord. That's what he told me Yo, Amen. Amen. Like, it's like, if I'm not here, Amen. just know you can count on the Lord. Cause again, we had that bond and my dad was my guy that I will vent to. And that's when my prayers really started to dig in deep. Cause I'm like, well, my dad's not here. I gotta count on the father. And I know my angels up there. So yeah. they're gonna hear me out and I'm a vent. And that was the only person I could vent. to. I didn't really feel comfortable about venting to my friends like that. Cause I never did it before. Praying, praying, praying. I go to biopsy. I'm shook. I'm nervous. Um, uh, just like anxiety's off the roof. I'm crying crazy. I can't sit still, sweaty hands, all that, you name it. I get the, and then the doctor's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, my feet is moving retarded. I'm just crying. Get the biopsy. They finally. That's stupid, the, though. Why would the doctor ask what's wrong? I know. Wrong? Like, yo,
2: what do you mean
0: what's um, wrong? I'm in mean, your office. That thing in my back, you tell me it's cancer. I, yeah, like, I, I might die. And you're asking yeah, I, me what's I, wrong. Like, but yeah, they're doing I'm the
1: bi- Yeah, they do it. <laughs> now they do the biopsy. And then it's like a day or two. I'm like, oh shit. Like, okay, they finally did it. Again, I go home. I'm like, I'm praying hard. Again, Ethan's not Ethan. I don't even know. Like, I'm just going through the motion. I'm just going through days. I'm just trying to sleep so I can figure out what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Get the test. You got my throat hurting yeah. over here, bro. <laughs> I mean, you got me feeling it here, bro. Yo, so, I feel you. Well, I'm, so, I'm, like, like, I'm sweaty too right now because it's bringing me back. It's so hard for me to talk about this. Y'all yeah, don't understand. It's so hard for me to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. It's a lot yeah. more details. This is just a little tip of the iceberg of what I was going through. There's so much more. I used to write about this shit. I, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to talk about it. I'm talking about it just a little bit. So the biopsy, the day The day comes, they tell us this time, I guess my mom's head all over too. We get there. And mind you, I'm seventeen. I lost my dad at seventeen. and I'm seventeen, and then I go to the pediatrics because I'm seventeen, and I see these little kids with like these deformities, and I'm I'm going to a cancer yeah. center. Right. So I see them. They these kids have cancer, getting treated for cancer, and yo, I'm just like, oh, this is what I'm about to like this endure. Like, like this, is the, yeah. this is the
2: this is the this is the journey I'm about to be on yeah, right now. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. As I'm walking in, and it's like a mo, a, bro. I, it was a movie, because when I go, I'm like, holy shit. So we get there, the the representative or whatever, customer service person, whatever, representative, whatever you name it, yeah, in the front desk. Front desk. <laughs> so yeah, I can't even get my thoughts because I'm talking about all this shit. <laughs> she was like, She was like, Oh, you guys are here way too early. I think our, our, we was there at like nine, our shit was like, like twelve or like or like two. It was in the afternoon. We're like, What? So again, now all that build up with me just trying to get the answer is still even in more. me. We went across the street. My mom, my aunt was there, and my grandma, they're talking. I'm not even getting a conversation, mind you. I didn't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. I'm just sleeping. They're like talking to me. I'm like, because mm-hmm. in my head, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what? I just want to find yeah. out what this is. I'm not, I can't talk. I can't be normal. Nothing else matters until I get these results. Nothing. And that's how it was. Nothing else mattered until I get the results. From the day the doctor said that, nothing else mattered. Yeah. I didn't care if, don't talk to me, <laughs> you know?
0: No, exactly. I mean, so, As you should, you know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? So finally we go back. And we go back, and then there's no kids there no more, and we're just waiting. So I'm like, what is God doing? Like, again, now I'm waiting even longer. I already waited, like, three, four hours. You know, now I'm here. We waited, like, another 30 minutes to an hour. And it was like, I, they had, like, a little gaming system. I was like, yo, go play, because she noticed I was a little yeah. old. I couldn't even play a game. I was like, nah, nah. I can't. Yeah, nah, that that's not going like, to change. That's yeah. not nah. changing the way you feel, bro. Like, you no. know what I'm saying? Nope. So and then we finally get called in. Bro, I'm just walking like Frankenstein. Walking like Frankenstein. Did you get that, that
2: that that tunnel vision. Yeah, you like everything just don't like you just start just like, narrowing. Like out y'all yeah, two on the right
1: on the side of me, I'm straight. Like throughout my Your whole. Your peripherals t- don't exist. Everything's getting black. <laughs> ever since ever since the doctors told me, the doctors told me anything might be everything was like this. My mom was here, but she wasn't really. Yeah. I didn't. I'm just zoned. I open the door. I'm sitting, and they're talking, but I'm kind of like in the blur in my head. Like they're talking about the results, but I'm kind of in blur. So he says. Um, it's benign. I remember finally getting it out. Because you know how they have the little yeah. intro talk. I'm just like, yo, get to the fucking point. You know, I know you're trying to, like, sugarcoat it before everything as well. Get to the point. So he says it's benign. My mom starts crying hard. I'm like, well, uh. <laughs> little does Ethan know what that means. Yeah, I'm time. like, <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, because at the <laughs> time, again, my head is all over. Yeah, yeah. So he said that. I'm like, my mom starts crying, like, t- crying. And I'm like, well. Here we go fight fighting my life like, <laughs> here we go um, you're, you're young though you know
0: you're young you don't you know you're not uh, supposed to really i'm not yeah. saying i'm supposed to know but like you know what i'm saying like no one at that age should be going through something like
1: that yeah you know what I'm And i lost my dad so i'm like exactly. well, here we yeah. go like time for me to tighten the fuck up i told my mom it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right like I take it day by day like it's gonna be okay and she's like oh no but you know how people <laughs> cry like you can't really understand what i'm yeah. saying she's like no no it's not it's not that and i'm like oh, what? what are you saying like what like She's like, no, he said it's benign, like, it's not cancerous. And I was like, like, look, you see what I... You know what's
2: fucked up, though? It's like, she's trying, and you're confused, and the doctor's just there like, <laughs>
1: He's like, what the... Yeah. Fuck? <laughs> he, he's looking at both of you like, what the fuck is happening? He's just like... Uh. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, bro, my eyes lit up. Like, yeah. I felt like the the, the, the angels, angels the were just with me, like... The, the trumpets, like, heaven's game, Yeah, it just... Uh, and, like, the sun was just shining, and I'm like... Like I finally could breathe yeah. and just be me, like be that goofy Ethan talking and whatnot. So I'm like I'm like I don't say I'm like, I do not i am like i do not even know what to say yeah. right now. I'm just, so I'm, I'm like happy. I'm yeah. like I'm happy and I'm like, okay. he's like, Well, we need to get it out now because it's invasive and it ate like four, three or four of your ribs. And I'm like, Oh shit, it's take like that. that. <laughs> I'm like take it out. I'm like, Oh, it's like that. This tumor he's like, Yeah, it's invasive. Like, you need to get it out now. And I'm like, well, let's fucking do it, cause the sooner I get it out, the sooner I can recover and just move on with my life. Finally, right. you know, cause this felt like it was holding me back. This is like a week or two already. So, uh, we set the date up. It was like oh, two days from then, or like a week. late. It was like two days they set up the surgery. I go. I'm like, it's a like game day. Prior to surgery, put my music <laughs> in the car, playing my music. Like, I'm a hype shit. I'm like, here we go. And then when I see, I, and then I'm in the hospital thing. I'm ex- anxious cause I'm like, here, this surgery, anything with surgery. I'm yeah. like, uh. Put it in. I wake up, bro. Once I wake up, I was in excruciating pain. My my body was just hurting. Cause imagine they said, well, we have to take our ribs and we're doing two two. It's gonna be like two doctors. There's gonna be a plastic surgeon and like. The, um, the one that, that takes you know, care of the
2: tumor. Yeah, the yeah.
1: one, yeah. Yeah. So, cause I need a reconstruction to fill out that hole that the tumor oh, ate up. Shit.
2: That's crazy. So How they took out the, the tumor
1: and then they they reconstructed my body and like filled that area How up. long was the surgery? I don't know. My mom said it was like, it was definitely a couple That's, of yeah, hours. Yeah, was it definitely, was definitely, I would say easy, like eight Six. hours. Like, De- yeah. Definitely a couple of hours. And so I wake up, mind you, my ribs oh, were like out here. My ribs were like felt like they were about to like touch my chin. I couldn't have, and of course and they said they were cutting through nerves in my back because it's in my back oh, so shit. cutting through nerves in your back i couldn't feel my my i couldn't feel my ass my hips or like my quads i couldn't feel none of that i couldn't feel did you have a catheter a catheter what's that like like for pee? like you couldn't uh, yeah 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 pills? no no oh that's fucking crazy yeah i would have
0: freaked out that that was yeah I, I
1: had that, I'm, that. I'm touching my i'm touching i'm touching my uh my my like okay, oh, this is stupid. funny. Beef, I'm touching my beef, beef. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm touching my beef and I'm like I'm like up. I'm I don't like, feel it. <laughs> no, I'm like I don't feel it. Or oh, I feel like a string in it. And I'm like, oh <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like in my head, but I can't move. So I'm just like, What the fuck is this? Like you know, is that
2: the saying? first like you wake up and you're like, My beef.
1: No, I'm no, die. I, <laughs> I looked at my ribs and my ribs are just hella swollen and I'm like, oh, and I couldn't move, bro. I was like, oh and I just had all these tubes in me in the ribs and when I had like three tubes in me for like the blood something with your blood like excess blood in that area to get it out of there and I'm like oh shit I'm like yo I'm in pain yo this shit hurts my whole body's numb I'm so uncomfortable and bro that experience was retarded because I'm on a bunch of pills pain meds you name it I couldn't sleep cause I'm so uncomfortable. It was hard for me to breathe. I lost like 20 pounds off the rep. I woke up and everything was just gone. It was like, I had no cuts in my arms. I was just back to skinny ass to eat I'm skinny, but I got some, I'm lean cuisine now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chef Poirier ID. Yeah, baby. I'm lean cuisine now, but I'm like, yo. Slim fit. slim dude. fit, slim fit. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, like how, yo, I couldn't even like, th- I was there for a whole week, but it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. I'm seeing these kids with deformities again, like amputated arms, kids going through cancer, kids are probably never getting out of the hospital. Just the hospital shit. smell. I couldn't shower. When I go to shower, I had to sit down and someone was just wiping me. I couldn't move. And I went to go take a shit because of so much meds. And when I went to go take a shit, bro, Bro, I was shitting out pebbles, but I felt like I was shitting out boulders because of the <laughs> effort of me. I'm like, mm, like, you know, I can't, Not like, my body is Yo, the
2: think when you shit, you got to use your core, You use your whole you body, know, body, bro. Was, there's nothing there, bro. She so was like, oh, shit. And I, yeah, exactly. Body. And that
1: shit, and I just couldn't connect my mind to, you know, mind to muscle. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, and then that whole experience was crazy. Just so, recovery. Recovery. Recovery.
0: Yeah. Recovery, how long did that take you?
1: Uh, let's see. I was back home like late August. It took me a month. I f- I was I was That's good to quick. go. Like I was good to go That's in October, mid October. It. it it was a month. I did a lot of therapy. I was just I was just home sleeping on the couch. I had those tubes still in me, and Ooh. just doing mad therapy and like whatever I learned from one on one. Shout out Delano. Yeah. He really hooked it up. Whatever I learned from him, I was doing at the house again. You know, I was just on a constant routine, being consistent, and then. I was just doing that, bust my tail, therapy, going home, therapy, going home, and just sleeping a lot because I was in pain. I still, I still was in pain, bro. I still really couldn't feel yeah. my legs. I still couldn't feel nothing. I couldn't feel my ribs. I still was in pain, but I was cleared in the hospital. I, st- I barely could walk, just everything. I barely... So who
2: helped you during that time when you were in the crib going through all this time? My mom. My mom held yeah. it down the
1: whole, the whole way. You know, yeah, fam- mm. my, my dad's side of family came to visit me once. I'm in the hospital a whole week like money let's say like money through sunday yeah so people typically working bro it was just me and my mom no one else was there no one else checked up on me except my two friends when i told them like yo come through and then when they came through and they'll make me laugh i'm like well y'all need to go because y'all make me laugh too much and it it hurts hurts. (laughs) it hurts like so how did
2: that evolve your relationship with your moms
1: it got me and my mom hella close because me and my mom my dad raised me but my mom just nurtured me and just gave me that love but my dad told me everything I know. Yeah. But really, me and my mom grew really tight after my dad passed away. Like, now she's like my homie. I could talk to her about, like, anything. Right. Shout out to my mom. She held me down. She held the family down. She was sleeping on that heart. Like, like the, the futon was this hard. Mm-hmm. There's one this thing. She's sleeping on it and just hella uncomfortable. And I'm bitching at her because I'm in pain. I'm just mm-hmm. constantly, yeah, I need someone to lash out at it. And unfortunately, the victim was my mom. Unfortunately, it was yeah. her. And I was just... Bitching. I'm you like, I needed someone to I, let it out on I, I the couldn't time, you know? sleep, bro. You're cou- off meds, too. I was off meds, I couldn't sleep. I was getting one hour of sleep, and then they, the doctors were waking me up. They would roll me forward like a rag doll to like <laughs> check on the scar, yeah. and check on the tubes, and like take one tube out. When they Ooh. took a tube out, it just felt weird. It was like meow, out of my body, like, like it yeah. just felt like weird. it felt weird. because yeah. every day they were taking one tube out, just checking on the tube, and it just put me down. I just felt like the, the fluid just come out of me. When they took the tube, out, it was oh. weird, but bro. It was horrible and then the again i'm i'm hella skinny now i still don't got an appetite i'm rarely eating then later that year i lost my grandpa you know in the in december i lost my grandpa and that could have been avoided too my grandpa has all these conditions you name it he probably had it he had all these conditions so he was in the nursing home because my mom couldn't we he was in the nursing home my grandpa for Sometime in his life, after this car accident, we had to put him in a nursing home because we just couldn't watch over him like that. But my mom was there every weekend for my grandpa. My my mom... Soldier, is his your dad's dad? Is no, your mom? my mom's dad. Okay. My, my dad's dad passed away before I was born. Okay, so, okay, okay. Um, but my mom's dad, he got into a car accident. was never the same. We had to put him in a nursing home. Then he had all these conditions. My mom was on him every weekend, looking after him, holding him down. Just my mom, the only one. And so he's he made a cough. Bro, anyone that age, anyone that age, uh, older, elderly, if they make a cough. How old was he? Oh, damn. I really, I know he's born, forgive me. I don't, really, I I like, I literally like, I'm just, my thoughts are all over. But he was born probably like 1940s. Oh, He was up there. Yeah. 70s? Yeah, he yeah. He was up there in age. He was up there in age. He was up there in age, like 1940s, you know, and early 1950s, 1940s, yeah, around there. But he coughed, and the cough is getting worse again Dave every time we visit him nursing home week by week Worse, bro. worse and the the, the nurses like oh it's no big deal we gave him Tylenol. it's just a regular cough then a week or two later he's in the hospital because he got pneumonia like the, he's spitting out oh, hella nah. mucus and whatnot oh, and nah. my mom's like he needs to go to the hospital my mom knows her grand her her that, father yeah like he got all these conditions he's coughing and he's not getting better take him to the hospital they're like no 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 we just put him on we just put him on no, he'll be all right bro take him oh, to nah. the hospital. Take him to the hospital we finally taken the hospital he got pneumonia you know the doctor said this could have been all avoided if he was here earlier wow so my grandma like
0: this ill slap in the face sometimes but so th- just like bro think
1: about it my dad's shit could have been all avoided earlier i could have been avoided or if i went earlier you acted yeah yeah if i acted earlier it would not have been that major probably would have had something but it would probably would not have been that major then my grandpa it's like that was the doc the nurses and doctors they should have took him because he could have been still here to this yeah. day the doctor literally said if you came here early it would have been fine but now he got pneumonia because his cough just developed and now someone that el- elderly conditions oh, it didn't it add up. it adds up happen. it's yeah. collateral damage so then he was on a, a incubator or whatever the casement case blow yeah. and can't breathe on your own mm-hmm. and then my mom had to make a choice and you know we pulled the plug and I see my grandpa take his last breath and I will never forget how much my mom cried. How much, you know, how much she cried. Yeah. I just was looking at her and I couldn't really do much. I just was seeing my mom cry, like hysterically. Like I never seen mom, I saw my mom cry like that, but this was different pain cause that's yeah. her father. And Polo meant so much to her and I know it cause she looked after him. She was daddy's, she was daddy's girl. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? it's different when you see a parent cry man
0: no it it, really is. it's so different i feel bro, like. and it's no, just, it, it really it hit
1: me because it was like i always used to leave my grandpa for my dad's cuz i really saw my grandpa polo i call him polo his name is hippolito rivera and but we call him polo and um like my dad used to always remember like Oh, you always used to leave me when you saw a grandpa come in. You always used to leave. I always used to like, hold hands mm-hmm. with my dad's little kid. And I would say, Grandpa. And I let go of my dad's hand. <laughs> and I ran. So he meant Something a lot. To, grandparents, he meant a lot to me, but I don't know how he endured the shit he was going through, my grandpa. And mind you, he had all those conditions. So he couldn't really convey it, but I don't know how he held it down. That dude was one of the strongest dudes I know. Think about it. That cough in a nursing home, you're all alone. And whatnot, and all these years you've been in a nursing home, and we're only check up on you in the weekends. And he's just holding himself down, doing what he got to do in a nursing home. It's just like, how could you do? And then when he was in the hospital, throughout all that time, like <gasps> barely breathing, yeah. and I could only imagine the pain, but he couldn't really convey it. But I could just imagine pain. He was just holding it down like a, like a champ, a G. Like, a like a G, G. Like a man. And I'm just like, bro, I was complaining a week in the hospital. I wanted to give up, like real shit in the hospital. I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. I wanted to give up. I couldn't be there another. I, I don't know. I don't know another week. I don't know what the fuck. I wanted to give up because, like I said, I was losing. Yeah. I was in extreme pain, so that was twenty fifteen. Really briefly, um, you know, it's it's so hard to convey it in an hour. But that was twenty fifteen, and then New Year's came. Just, it just was different. I cried a lot because I thought about everything, and that was a year that's for the books forever. So, like, what what's the biggest, I guess you could say,
2: lesson you could take away from twenty fifteen that you feel that you can you know give back to someone else you know like what's the biggest thing that you achieved or you took from this that you can give back and tell
1: like a youngin um like my dad said better days are ahead you know you may not see it now but they're coming because i I don't even know how the fuck i got through it looking back you know i want to give in Mm. it could have been easy for me to give in when i was in the hospital that hospital was like that make a break point when I was in the hospital bed because I really wanted to give in. I I was type done. I wanted to give up. I was in so much pain. I was bitchy. I don't know how I got through it. I don't know how people do in the hospital. The food was sucked. All that. That that point really broke me down, like I said, because I I can't vent to nobody, you know, and it's just like, it was my mom was there, but it was so hard because I'm in pain. I can't really talk and I just missed my father crazy. And I remember 2015 just motivates me every single day. I think about it all the time think about my father every day. Yeah. I think about that moment in the hospital every day. I think about my grandpa every day. And then ever ever, ever after, like, after 2015, just life got really serious because I've seen a lot of death, a lot of tragedies. I lost, you know, my cousin. I lost, you know, my cousin's father. It was just so much losses after that. And oh. life just got really real after 2015. 2015 was, like, when life got serious. Yeah. It it was the beginning of the journey. I was like, wow, here we go. It really made you grow up fast, too, at 17 years old. Yeah. I was ready, though. My dad put me ahead of my time. I was ready. You know, I held it down. I really held it down. I look back, I'm proud of myself, because I could have went left.
2: Yeah. And I feel like, not necessarily that we all need to go through something that severe, but we all need to go through something that breaks us down that allows us to build ourselves up different. Right. And you know? it's, I
1: learned a lot of good lessons I'm still learning from 2015 because at times I still deal with anxiety, yeah. nervousness, paranoia. Or I'm not sure, paranoia. I still deal with it all. Um, I overthink. You know, I don't really trust people. I'm quick to cut people off because at those times, who was there for me? You know, I always yeah. reflect on that and people don't really know what I've been through. Even though what I've been through may not be a lot to some people, but it was a lot to me. You know, and someone out there is going went through something ten times worse. So I'm just like it really. Twenty fifteen humbled the shit out of me. I thought I was humble, humbled, but God humbled me in twenty fifteen because I really, I before twenty fifteen I took life for granted. I can say that I Mm. don't take nothing for granted no more. I took a lot of things for granted. I don't take shit for granted. I'm extremely thankful. I praise God every day. I'm thankful for everything. The highs, the lows, the middles, the negativity. The, the positivity i'm thankful for it all i'm just extremely grateful i think 2015 was a year of humbling and look at that you are a living testament i think all three of us based
2: on our stories are a living testament of perseverance getting through times when we thought we were going to fold mm-hmm. coming out of the deep end better stronger more confident confident in ourselves being able to lead and being able to help those underneath us at the end of the day that's what this is about right
1: right and this is just the beginning of the story you know i want to dive in more of my story and all of our stories on this podcast that's what i brought us all here together that's just the beginning of it i want to get into more specific details but that's just the beginning of it because a lot more shit happened after 2015 and a lot of happened in 2020 for a lot of us and we're still going through some losses you know Mm -hmm. and it's all right like i take it on i take it on the chin you know because i'm not going to stay down i'm going to continue rising up because shit again could be worse and i've been through 10 times i've been through situations way worse and i embrace the l's because they teach me a lot and the wins just feel so much more glorious you know when you take all these l's you know yeah. no one could really say shit to you when you've been to the bottom like how can you lose <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was
0: like I, I think from this story i think we learned that you know like you really i say this a lot i know i always say this a lot on like most of the podcast, but. You really, truly didn't become a product of your environment. And I bring this up a lot because, like you said, you were surrounded by so much negativity and so many bad things, you know, especially when you were in the hospital. And, like, you could have folded. Like you said, you could have been folded. mm, You could have been down. I could have went
1: a whole nother path
0: in my recovery. That's true. I I could have done a drug addict. I'm sorry to say that. No, but it's true. You really could have been a drug addict. I could have been hella depressed. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think your story is, is very inspirational and, you know, you turned the negative into a positive and you still show that today. You know, like you brought us here together, like I said, on this podcast to, to prove a point. And like, yeah. that point is to show that we're all here for a reason and everyone has a story in regards to what it is. We can help bring each other up. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's and extremely a, yeah. important.
2: And as men, we need to come together. We need, to, we need to we need to 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 lock arms and push forward together and that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's the message that we're trying to get across to everyone mm-hmm. watching you know mm-hmm. and all the guys even females out there you know because listen there's females out there that deal with not being able to talk either you know not just exactly. men you know but this is about you know you guys seeing into our lives and us being vulnerable and us being open so that you guys can see that you're not alone right you know i was what I'm just about to say
1: that like it's it this is to show people that you're not alone out there cuz I know how it feels to be alone. Yeah, yeah. but you're really not cuz I had to count on God and and even though people are temporary, you really got to you really got to embrace being alone at times too, but you're not yeah. alone. That's why if you need help, go call it, go get it and just embrace the people you're around cuz you just you like they say, you just never know. Life is crazy. Don't hold no grudges and just live, go out and do shit. I hope this like story just really humble people too because life got still got real after 2015 for me and i'm there's a lot more we need to talk about but that was just like the tip of the iceberg right there and losing my debt it still affects me all that shit still affects me to this day but i push on head up let's go let's rock you know that's me and i'm just a better man because of it
0: Mm. Uh, i think you know i think you did justice to your father you know i think he's He's in heaven right now, you know, looking down and he's smiling.
1: Yeah, you know. He, and he's
0: looking and he's like, that's my boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's I just, definitely looking at you smiling. I, had, right
1: to, now I and... had to, I had to, like, carry carry him through my heart. I was like, yeah. all right, well, now it's on me. The family name's on my back. The family's counting on me. It's time for me to step up, you know? Now is my yeah. time. You know, with that being said, yo, Ethan, that, that story, you know, I, I didn't even know
2: the full extent of it and I'm humbled. Yeah, I'm and humbled. that's not even the
1: full extent of it either, no, no, you know right. what I'm
2: saying? So, with that being said, guys, Comment, like, subscribe, share. Viral movie bow peace. Brothers out.
0: in the deep end.